my opponent kisses me at weigh-ins. If you plan that, you just diminish everything you did. It was a kiss. Like if you're welcome. Winner, winner, Whitney for dinner, Johns. <laughs> We're here, fresh off of fucking victory. Yes. Bleep out the fuck, cause YouTube will be mad. But fuck uh, YouTube. Fuck YouTube. Fresh. Be mad. Stay mad. <laughs> <laughs> Straight fresh off a of win. Your yes. second fight ever. Yes. First win. Yes. Kingpin boxing in the three arena in Dublin, Ireland. I'm so jealous. Are you? I am. Place is legendary, man. I know. I mean, that, that arena was pretty awesome. It looked cool. It looked like when you walked in, uh, it's all brick and kind of old on the yeah. outside. It doesn't look like it might be an arena. It looks like it might be like an old meat packing factory. Yes. Seriously. Yeah. yeah. There was a really cool touch to it, and the energy was so insane. And I think, like, the fight fans in Ireland are just Put it closer to your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to stop recording now. (laughs) It's going to be that kind of podcast. Yeah. (laughs) No, the energy was amazing. That arena was amazing. The whole experience was amazing. It was crazy that the fight, like, so watching it from home, I'm sad I couldn't be there. I'm sorry. I felt kind of guilty, to be honest. Um, You should. I did. I was mad. Uh, Yeah, I was (laughs) self-harming while you were fighting. I I felt really bad. Kind of not my fault, though. They changed it on you 10 times. So, but... Watching it at home, uh, it was crazy to see how fast, it, for the first fight, it was packed. packed. Yeah. Like, that's rare. Yeah. I mean, that, yeah. That's what they kept saying about, like, the promoter kept saying, a fight in Ireland is going to be an amazing crowd. Like, you're going to be really happy about the energy in there because they were rowdy from the get-go. And I, I thought, you know, being the first fight, I'm like, oh, like, usually, like, half the stadium's there for for the first few, um, but I was really, really happy. They did a good job of filling the undercard with locals as well, so there was a lot of people locally that were already there, and they were already amped. So. Yeah, because I fought in Vegas, and I fought everywhere, and usually it's like a fashionably late kind of thing. Like, nobody mm-hmm. shows up yeah. unless you're like a hardcore fight fan. So even in Vegas, from MGM, Mandalay Bay, like Palms, like I fought all over in I'm only using Vegas as get an it. example because I'm like, bragging. I know you're mad that I did the three arena, but you don't yeah, got to oh, drop fuck. names. Oh, I'm going to be dropping them. <laughs> Welcome to our new show called Family Therapy. <laughs> family Feud, the better version. Um, but no, um, what, was, what was I saying? Yo, so oh. are you saying that like, because I've been to like UFC fights with big cards where like even the, even when pay-per-view starts, you're like at 70%. Yeah. yeah. Is I that mean, where you were going with that? Yeah, even like, so the floor seats, those people are like too cool to ever show up for the beginning. There's very few. Yeah, they're licking caviar off of yeah. s'mores. <laughs> off, <laughs> off what? S'mores. <laughs> um, no, it's crazy. And so hers, it was full. I know, it was, it was wild. They're yeah. influencers. Yeah, I mean, it was also just the Irish love fighting. The I Irish mean, love fighting. We asked, uh, shout out to Richie Smolin. So yes. He's a kid I met on The Ultimate Fighter when I coached with Stipe. He wasn't on our team. He was on the other one. But Irish kid, you know, I I got to know him over the season. So when we went there, I hit him up, and he hooked us up, like, driving every day. Like, it was his job. We felt bad. We're like, I tried giving him money. 
the hospitality of the Irish people in general, every single person that we met in Dublin was so nice and so hospitable and warm and just down to earth and very cool. And Richie, shout out to him. He was the leader of the pack in that way. But did he work for the promotion? And no, no, he's just his friend. And oh. he just, he literally took it upon himself to like be our personal tour guide, referred us to anybody that I needed, whether it was like, you know, whatever cold tub, if I needed a massage, if I needed an IV, like it was, he was extra. He, I was like, I'm a high, high maintenance bitch. Can you get me all the people? Because that's really like how it goes. Do you have any Coke? (laughs) (laughs) He had everything you need, man. No, even, even down to getting her hair braided, everything like it was so hospitable Yes. and SBG Ireland. So Conor McGregor's gym, they were amazing. Like again, they were uh, because even Gustavo, the jujitsu coach there was like, Oh, if you need a physical therapist, here's yeah. this, this, like they were great. Um, but what I was getting at was Richie. I was like, we were talking about soccer or something or what we call soccer. They call football. And he was like, yeah, nobody really gives a shit about that here. And I was like, really? I thought that was everywhere in the world, but America. And he goes, nah, this is Ireland, man. He play like, like stick hockey. They like and fight. Shit. He they was like, like yeah, he was like rugby and fighting are national sports. Mm-hmm. He's like boxing, rugby, MMA. He's like our soccer the team. Irish. Yeah. So it, it was really cool to see. Like we had a great time. Mm-hmm. And honestly, again, shout out to him because he made that time great. Mm-hmm. We're talking about like, he didn't work for the promotion, but it was like, he's like, what time do you need me to be at the hotel? He'd be there 20 minutes early sitting out front. And then with us the entire day, anywhere we wanted to go. I feel like as Americans, we're not, it's just like, you're being creepy. Right. Like, like, like no, I don't no, even pick up my name? friends from the airport. Richie, 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 you sound like a fucking animal. You should move to the U S come work for fit. So you sound like a stud Such in the U S that would almost be like, like, bro, you're being like, Clean. this feels weird. Like, no, no I'm in, in the U.S., it's, we're not used to going out of our way for friends and um, acquaintances. Like my best friends can fly in, and I'm like, I'll pay for your Uber. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm not gonna pick you up. But a lot of but us are like that. Like if you were like, <laughs> <laughs> I'll get Fucking you that. <laughs> But a lot of us are like, like, I wouldn't even want you to come get me back. I'd rather be in a fucking Uber. You're going to be late. You're going to, I'm going to have to now, we're going to have to have that, we're going to have to have that text thing where you're like, wait, get you out. Wait, what entrance? Fuck. And then it's like, I have to loop. It's just a different culture, I think. And that was how I felt with every single person that we met in Ireland, the way that they went out of their way. I was like, wow, I think this is just a different culture. Wow. That's dope. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was really cool. Like over the top hospitable. That's amazing. Yeah. Yo, so, okay, so backstory here is Whitney's first fight in England didn't go your way. Second fight was kind of fucked up because you had, like, I did this charity fight. It doesn't even come close to what you two have done. And But even the back and forth between that promotion and me, I was like, so do I have to lose weight? Do I not? Right. It's so stressful to have to th- have things move around. So you had yeah. your fight moved. Uh, you know, we were around Twice, you in camp. three times. Which sucked because you're awful. Um I'm just yeah. kidding. You were amazing. Um, <laughs> no, but like you, so you had all these things move around and, and so walk me into coming into the second fight. Like I know you trained hard, you sparred a bunch. We, we got to see the work you were doing. You were super focused. Uh, so coming into this fight, were you, were you nervous? Were you, were you like, were, were nerves even higher? Were you like, how did it go? Cause I feel like you went through this crazy Valley mm-hmm. cause nobody knows what it's like to lose in front of that many people. Yeah. Most people will never go through that. And then to be coming into your next thing where you're like, 
okay, I need to win. There's even more pressure. I yeah. feel like all these changes, yes. like how did you feel? Yeah, it was sort of a discombobulated mess with the promotion because essentially what happened is they um, almost went bankrupt after the first one. A lot of the investors pulled out because there was a lot of illegal streaming and a lot of stuff that, that just wasn't working and they lost a lot of money. So it was a three fight tournament. It was supposed to, you know, a lot of things changed. I kept pushing the date back. It was, it's like jerking the your, the fight, date. the fight date. And it's like jerking your emotions around because you're like all amped up. And then, but also just training in general, like you need to know when am I peaking? How intense am I going on my training? Because there's, there's a method. Can to you madness. explain that to people? Again, a lot of people watch this are fight fans, but can you explain that to people like the peaking and sort of like the emotion of fight camp and. Like you, like, you can't peak too soon. And, and Chris can obviously speak to, to this a little more than soon. I. Peaking, <laughs> peaking too I do it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for throwing me under the bus. <laughs> so what does that mean though? Well, you have to time your training. So you, your cardio is going to be at peak mm -hmm. at a certain time. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the reasons why, like the work that I do uh, at Landau Performance, shout out Eric Telly. He's our trainer. He's amazing. And he will get you into the kind of metabolic training and cardiovascular training that you need to be at. But it has to be at a certain point where you're in fight shape right before the fight. Mm -hmm. Because if you peak too soon, you can end up kind of burning yourself mm -hmm. out. Mm -hmm. um, because we all have our limit and then you push past past the limit and then you fight. Right. Mm. So that is my understanding of it. You're, You're right. probably have that a better sense. understanding of it as, as a professional fighter, but no, cause there's only your body only has so much bandwidth, right? Like there's only, yeah. there's only so much you can do. And then, yeah, there's a diminishing return that happens after Peak like performance. And then you get to burn out and not to mention all the girls that were and all the fighters on the card that were cutting extreme amounts of weight as well. Mm. So I luckily don't have to cut that much, but a lot of these girls are cutting massive amounts of weight. So you're planning your cut, you're kind of planning your diet and your nutrition around it. So then for them to say, actually, we think it's going to be another month. And it's like, dude, really? Like, fuck that would, I would have blown my top. Like again, yeah. I did a charity fight where I only had to drastically cut weight for two months. And it, I even, you know, I can't imagine being in that, like th throwing you into the next month where you're like, dude, I've been eating so clean. I've been so dialed. I have stress at work. I have stress in my other things. Yeah. Cause I mean, me going through that weight cut was insane. If someone had been like another month, I would have been like, well, like the, the fuck you. Yeah. yeah. The body doesn't work that way either. No. So if you cut, cut weight, right. So any nutritionist, anybody you ask, like it's a periodical thing, right? So it's all scheduled. Like you should lose. Remember when we had Tyler on periodical, like, maybe periodical is not the <laughs> word. Um, yeah, that's a word. Is it? But maybe not the right word. <laughs> I'm known for using Sounds the like wrong word. Sounds like a dinosaur. Word. Sounds um, like a library. No, so Can Tyler. deduce <laughs> that? When Tyler was like, I need you to lose, what did he say? Three pounds mm. a week or something. Mm. And he's like, yes. it's all scheduled. And then the big cut. Yeah. If that gets thrown off, like the body doesn't work that way. Mm -hmm. So cutting weight is a big deal. But your uh, cardiovascular system also works the same because you're hitting that fine line of overtraining. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So it, like at Landau's, they have it down to a science, like a legitimate, like they can show you on paper why you do this deload weeks, everything. So it all works. And then if you're like, wait, two more weeks, it throws off that entire mm -hmm. calendar. But don't, when you say too, guys, that it's also, and now that you've been through this twice now on such a big level too, right? Like so many people watching, it's also just taxing on the mind. Like nobody yes. talks about the mental aspect yes. of 
people go like, we'll just figure it out. You're an athlete. That's what you fucking get paid to do. And you're like, no, dude, there's like a mental component to this as totally. well. That's super well, fucked up. Also, Cause once you feel peak, you're like, okay, I'm ready. Right. I feel great. Cause I, even during my training, I was like, there's, there's moments where you're like, man, I don't feel great right now. If I was being forced to fight, I don't, mm -hmm. I don't know if I'd feel mentally totally ready. There's a mental aspect to this whole thing too. That's, oh, that's totally. a roller coaster. Well, and like the motivation too goes away. Cause you're like, wait a second. So at one point they announced that, that the promotion had gone totally bankrupt. And so we're like, okay, is this happening or not? So your motivation kind of goes out the window because you're, you're killing yourself, right? In fight camp, killing yourself with like two a day training and being extremely disciplined with your diet, your nutrition, no alcohol, no smoking joints. <laughs> <laughs> no shit's coke. For the, shit's for the birds. <laughs> Nerds. <laughs> no coke. And it's, it's literally like <laughs> Maddie's words, not mine. Um, that it, it just plays with your emotions. Cause then you're like, am I even doing this or not? I'm literally putting my life on hold. And, and mind you, I'm in an influencer tournament where none of us are professional fighters. Mm. We all have lives that we're living outside of this and we're adding to everything else that we're doing to in running our businesses and everything else we have going on to do this fight camp and, and commit fully. So you're sort of like, why am I putting my life on hold is, if this is mm. even not even going to happen? Mm. So anyways, it was a no, huge- No, that's deep, Winnie. Like, no, you're, it's like, it, it's, I think everyone goes through that who's been through a camp where you're like, I think I've even seen you get frustrated with certain promotions where you're like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, yeah. Yeah. tell me what's happening so I can, I can just gear so up. I can right. know and plan my life around it. But it's funny because as I was started complaining and going through all this and inventing to teammates, you know, at the gym and stuff, they're like, welcome to the fight game. This is literally par for the course for the fight game in general. So I think, cause like you were said, like so many promotions, it'll just be like, okay, they run out of money. They have to push the dates. Like it's very common, I guess, but it's highly inconvenient for such a, such a demanding sport. Such a precise sport. Yeah, no, you're Such right. a precise yeah. sport. And it's, it's so it, it's the nature of the beast. You literally, you know, and figuratively have no, to you know roll with the punches. You know what's crazy about that too, guys, is like, I think what people don't get about fighting, if you've never been around it, versus like football or rugby, you're doing it collectively. You know, rugby's like collective. Um, it's a team sport. On, in fighting, you're sort of in camp by yourself. Not, yes. not totally, but like, even if your partner's Chris Camozzi and you're like, he's like, he can eat what he wants, you can't. Right. There's even that mental pressure it's of like. It's still just all on you. You're the one at the end of the day that has to get out there and get your fucking face smashed in, right? Like you're the one that goes in there. Like you have your team and they're very supportive, but you're the one that's going to take all the heat if you win or lose. You're the one that's taking the scrapes. You're the one that's taking all of it. So it is a very, like fighting is a very much solo journey and solo burden, mm. right? So there's, that was very taxing, but. We get into, okay. Wait, so what happened the morning? Like, I didn't know this till I got back. So I, I went to Lake Tahoe. I missed them. I haven't seen you guys in like a month. feels like. Yeah. I heard the story about a few days before you guys were about to take off. What happened? A few days before we take off. Or like a week well, before. So we were unsure if. Yeah. They the basically announced that they were bankrupt and we were like, okay. That and was, we hadn't heard from the promotion. Like, are you guys bankrupt or are we even fucking doing this or what? I think that was three days before we were supposed to leave. Right. So to put this in context for the audience, like imagine you're in the UFC, you've been training for when he's been in camp, what it feels like now for like seven months. Yeah. Because most <laughs> fighters like you, you'll do like a fight and then you have a definitive break. Winnie, I feel like you've been in this camp for straight for like essentially for like since 
January. Yeah. So, and then you get this call that they might be going bankrupt. Imagine and and you, for me, it was like, I had come off a really, I had come off a loss, not to mention it was a, it was a hard loss. It wasn't just like a loss, like, Oh, whatever. I got my fucking ass beat. Right. And I fought hard, but I got beat the fuck up on international broadcast, which is super fucking humbling mm. and very much a hard pill to swallow. I would argue against that. You didn't get beat the fuck up. I mean, I got, I got beat up. A little bit. I mean, yeah. Can we also say, no, I mean, for you to accept it and be like, I got beat. And I got, I got beat, you know, it was a bigger, stronger opponent. It was a challenge and it was, it was also my first fight. It was extremely overwhelming. Like for me, it was at Wembley. It was at Wembley Arena, 13,000 people and millions watching beyond that. My first fight was a pressure at a carnival. My first fight was at a holiday Inn ballroom. (laughs) <laughs> can, right. you, can you name one Holiday Inn that has a ballroom? Uh, I didn't even know Holiday Inn. Holiday I guess Inn. it was Vegas, right? <laughs> but yeah, like it was my first fight ever. And like, no matter how much sparring you can do, you can never prepare mm. for what an actual fight, especially on that level mm. of the world stage watching. And then I was up against a fucking massively bigger and stronger girl who was who's who was a style that was really hard to handle because it wasn't super technical it was very like looping windmills and very overwhelming right so i am not too hard on myself i try not to be too hard on myself because it's like you know i did what i could in that moment but it was very overwhelming and i got and it just you know I was tough. I showed that I have a chin and that I'm tough and I have a lot of heart, which was the positive, but I lost the fight and I, it was embarrassing. Mm. It was humiliating, especially to do it on that level where you have, you already, like, I didn't need to do this. I wasn't a professional fighter. Mm. I have my brand. I had, you know, and I was a, uh, I'm a big kind of, I guess, person in the fitness industry. So to get your fucking ass beat is embarrassing. It's embarrassing. And to be a model and to go in there and like to have that happen. So for me, it was like, I was so determined when, even when they announced that they were bankrupt, I was like, I don't, I don't give a fuck. I will, I will fight for free. I, there's no way that that performance. I don't get to have redemption. I have to have redemption. Like, because especially because I felt like I had really kind of shit the bed in terms of my, abilities and my capabilities. And I was so much better than what I actually was able to show on the night of. And that was eating me alive. Right. So for me, it was like, I have to get back out there. I don't care if I get zero money. I have to get back out there. It's just to, to prove to myself and to shut everybody else up about the fact that like, I know what I'm doing out here. I'm actually a really good boxer. I'm actually like a good fighter. And I wanted that opportunity again. So they basically came to us with this deal of, look, the investors pulled out. You're going to get a lot less money than you originally signed on for. And are you going to be okay with that? And would you still want to do it? And for me, I was like, yes. And I'd like to chime in on this too, because I told her, because we actually, we haven't told anybody this, but we had a conversation. I think it was exclusive in the house. You're or having a baby? Exclusive. <laughs> Run the fan. This is how rumors get banner. started. Um, <laughs> no, you're going to name it Chris, right? <laughs> no, I told her because I was like, you really want to do this? She's like, yeah, I do. And I was like, okay, well, here's how I'll lay it out for you. Because if you're a professional fighter, you're trying to do this for a career, everything, I would say, fuck them, we're out. Like, we'll go find another one. But she's not a professional fighter. She signed on to this thing as a challenge. And I was like, 
you already missed all the time working on your business. You stepped away. You did all the training and everything. So if fighting and proving something is what you're looking for. And then, I had then, already put on the all the work in. It was literally we, like a few days before we were supposed to go. And I had already worked my ass off for like the whole year. I'm like, no, I 100% have to be there. We have to make this happen. Yeah. I was like, you didn't get into this for the money. The money mm. was great. Sure. It was a bonus. And it was what sold me got into beat hoes up but no i got yeah and i <laughs> watched ass i really signed up for like the growth and proving to myself and testing my skills and testing my abilities so for me it was just like that is more of a payoff than like making the full purse that i was originally supposed to make yeah because there's there's two ways to look at it again like if if she was trying to build a career and become a fighter mm -hmm. like if that happened to me i'd be like fuck you guys i'm out yeah i'll go to another place yeah but yeah, it was more about the challenge, the journey, all of that. So I was like, look, you make way more money not doing this. You never had to do it. Your business, everything, all of that's good. You never had to fight one person. So if it's literally just the challenge and then you've already put in the work, if this is what you want to do, then mm. the money's the bonus. Right. Yeah. It's funny that like all these hardcore fighters fight for something called a purse. <laughs> it's so true <laughs> i have actually always thought that i'm gonna kick your ass for a purse <laughs> as long as you it's a purse my, dude as long as i get my purse what's the brand of the purse though? <laughs> Is it, i need that i need to fight for that coach bag <laughs> yeah. Yeah. i'm out here in the beginning of my fight fighting for uh i don't know what's a cheap purse a, do mm, a Dooney and Burke? Something from Target. <laughs> yeah, a Target purse. Yeah. Chris's first purse. fight was for a Steve Madden purse. <laughs> it was less than that, bro. It was way less than that. It was a DH gate knockoff Louis V. Yeah. But it ended yeah. up all working out. And yeah. Honestly, I, I will say shout out to Kingpin Boxing because... They pulled it off. I might not be their favorite person because I'm a dickhead and I help negotiate for you and... This and that, but I think everything worked you out make right. Better. Hey, yeah. I mean, look, you don't get what you don't ask for, and if you don't push people, they don't try harder. I like um, their YouTube; it's really yeah. well done, and I it is well I watch done. the weigh-ins every time live when you guys are gone. I'm like in there oh, on the I love screen. It. It's super. Yeah, they fun. do a really good job. Like the, their media team is awesome, and they they really do put on a really good show. Yeah, like their production team is stellar like the interviews they do and stuff like that yeah. like their whole youtube is like really well it ran. really is yeah their, their production is better than a lot of promotions i've fought for in the past for sure and they do do a, a great job and their team is all great there might be some hiccups there but i honestly do hope that they're successful because Two. what is it uh what's their biggest competition misfits misfits but i think like i'm a big fan of the ufc i'm not in the ufc anymore but I still have a great relationship with the UFC and like everybody there, but I think that competition is great for growth because nobody, if you don't have competition, you don't strive to be right. better. You don't try to get, yeah, rise above. Yeah. So honestly, misfits should enjoy the competition. And then yes. I think that Kingpin pulled it together. We had a great time. The show was amazing. The production, all of that. Um, and I just think competition is good for everybody. It strives people to be better. Yeah. And for me, <clears throat> kind and of there's on not the, that many on the, in the actual crossover boxing world, uh, influencer boxing, YouTube boxing. There's not a lot of big promotions yet. So Kingpin is definitely out there to like make a name for who themselves. Who runs Misfits? 
KSI, oh, okay, Logan cool. Paul. That's, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know it was called Misfits. I thought yeah. it was because I know That's Triller KSI. was doing some boxing stuff for a while too. Yeah, as like a promotion. Yeah, so Triller merged with BKFC now. Okay, um, so bare knuckle fighting or bare knuckle fighting is on their platform. Um, so Triller is done doing shows, and they bought into BKFC. Oh, smart. It's a bunch of, like, it's a weird, big shifting, like, all over, like, fight sports. But Misfits and Kingpin, I think Misfits should happily welcome the competition because both well, of them. it's good for the industry. Yeah, both of them, in the end, kind of cross-promote each other. Because if one random person logs on and sees Misfits, mm-hmm. and it's like, this is amazing. And then they hear about, like, Kingpin, an influencer event. They're, like, more likely to tune in. Mm-hmm. So I always think competition is great for everybody. Um, but, yeah, it was a really cool event, and I'm stoked. So where do we go from here? Your third fight, right? Because you, you signed on for three. Yep, signed on for three. I'm supposed to be – I was supposed to be fighting Daniela, who was the lovely lady with the lovely titties that flashed them to the audience and got in big trouble. Yeah, that. Does she have nice boobs? Really nice titties. Yeah. Do, um, do you have a Twitter? <laughs> I can show you right now. <laughs> <laughs> she's viral right now. I mean, she got a lot, a Where's lot, she from? a lot of heat. She's from Birmingham. Um, in we were England. joking about that before you guys got back. Yeah, it looked like Birmingham titties. Because I think you said something yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> That's Peaky Blinders territory, pal. Be careful. Oh, I thought it was Alabama. <laughs> Actually, re- rewinding that. So, Daniela Hemsley is her name, and yeah. then. Uh, her boyfriend Akon fights MMA, so him and I were talking. She's and dating Akon, <laughs> the rapper Akon. dude. It's it's the first time Akon. we met them, Convict Music. Yeah. Convict. Convict. Music. Do you have any coke? <laughs> Do you have any coke? <laughs> the first time we met them, I was like, "Where are you from?" And he was like, "Oh, Birmingham." Like she's from like, Birmingham, Mike. She's like, "That's where Peaky Blinders is from." And he just kind of looked at her and he was like, "He's like, yeah." yeah. <laughs> I'm like, "Wow." <laughs> Yeah, well, put like, what's put the you guys on the map, um, yeah. but no, they. Uh, she I, she's supposed to be my next opponent, but she. What do you is, think of the tit flashing thing? Like, who cares? We talked about I this. Mean, I think you said something, and then we talked about it after you left. Yeah, free the nipple, and we were like, "This is an influencer thing with fighting." Right. I'm not part of it is it. like it's all entertainment and whatever. Right. Isn't that part of the gig? It, it part of, it part of it is. I do think like. With the live TV aspect, you know, there's there are kids watching. There were kids in the audience that can be on. Uh, kids suck on nipples, like it's <laughs> because there was. I a- love. I personally loved the show. I but I could tell as soon as it happened, I was like, oh my god, she's gonna get in so much fucking trouble, and she did. And she, I feel, I feel for her because I mean, we've messaged back and forth. She's like, dude, I'm literally like just trying to save my name right now and save your name <clears throat> start an only how come kim kardashian can put out a well fucking she has sex an only fans and i'm like dude capitalize like you are gonna get more yeah. subscribers now than ever Paris hilton put out a sex tape and now she's the spokesperson for hilton like what are we talking about but there's a lot of i'm not people- mad at you i'm mad at the like the the general population of like you sound mad at her no kim kardashian <laughs> no it's like it's not it's an unfair standard like kim kardashian put out multiple sex tapes 
but she, she gets still, so much heat for it. But did she put him out? Does Hold on. she though? I got to cut you both off because I'm going to play devil's advocate here on the fighting side of the sport. Yeah. Right. You said a lot of fighters are pissed because they're like, "This is not boxing. This is literally like an How embarrassment." How is it different than a show when People, Tyson Fury dresses up like a fucking Indian chief? They all fight with their shirts off. Fucking too. any one of these guys acts no like a fucking cheese. asshole. Like, like, so where's the boundary? Like, no. So I'm not allowed to dress up. I'm not allowed to show my. Okay, maybe disrespectful to the game. Where's the line? Well, I'm going to say, so what you just said, she gets a lot more subscribers. Right. So it's like, this is your gimmick to get subscribers, not to fight, not to do the journey, not to this and that. I can tell you this. I bet there's more viewers next time. She's like, Who's, uh, who else's tits are we going to Well, the thing is, I mean, it brought a ton of exposure to Kingpin. Say what you want. Like, marketing is marketing. PR is PR. They always, there's that phrase, there's no such thing as bad press. Yeah, right? Her titties got him out of bankrupt. Unless you're Epstein. But hey, it, it there did, is a such thing. there was a lot of people, I mean, look, it brought her the exposure that she was looking for. And that is ultimately going to end up, she's going to end up profiting from it. So great. I'm like fucking cash in, dude. F cash in. But also, <clears throat> it out. gets you a lot of heat from the people that are really trying to legitimize, especially women's boxing, right? Women <laughs> There's guys out there like, oh, I want to see fighting. Get those titties off the screen. <laughs> oh, Maddie, Maddie, you'd you be surprised. You'd be surprised. Oh, though. my God. A lot of guys, a lot oh, of give people. Give me the violence again. I don't like that. Wait, but then, but then we had someone on our, I want to hear what you had to say, by the way. We both rudely Did you guys? Off. Yes, you I do. Sorry, no, I do. Sorry, sorry. I do. We had, a, we had a girl on who's very beautiful, who open, who's a world champion, who openly talks about taking her tits out. So what are we talking about? But right. so that's, and that's was, like her shtick. That's what I was getting at. So her manager, we're, you're talking about Ebony Bridges. Yeah. So hot. I'm a single Friend I'm of the show. available. So by the hot. Friend of the show. So, so her manager, Eddie Hearn, who's world famous boxing promoter, right? He has a big deal with his own. He came out after that and he said, it's absolutely trash. We need to get rid of this. It's disgusting. It's a disgrace to the she sport. She pulled her tits out on our podcast. But he, he just said, like, we've worked so hard to build up women in this sport for their skills. And to see this take off just diminishes that, which... And we need to separate. He also said, like, because I think he owns Matchroom Boxing, which is a legit boxing promotion. He's like, we need to separate ourselves from the kingpins and the misfits. So in, it is sort of a... It can be bad for influencer boxing because people already shit all over it and they think that it's a clown show and whatever. And so it just gives, it adds more fuel to the fire of not taking any of it seriously. When I, and so many of the girls, and same with Daniela. I know Dan, that's the thing is Daniela took it serious as fuck. She's put in a ton of work, but it was part of her shtick and whatever, but that ultimately can discredit a lot of it. So I'm just confused on the like, where's the line? Like guys can have press conferences. You have Jake Paul acting like a douchebag. You have mm -hmm. uh, like, at it, the end of the day, it is entertainment. Yes. It's all entertainment. Right. But so again, playing devil's advocate here, you devil. What if, what if a guy, what if a guy <laughs> like, 
What if a guy after his next fight whipped his dick out on camera? And you were okay, there with, no, no, and, okay. and, you're, and you're there with your daughters. Okay. You're like, I also didn't I this? also didn't like when the fucking um heavyweight in UFC was like uh, he took his shorts off in the ring. My balls are hot. Goes, My balls are hot. <laughs> that turned him into a fucking legend. And I, I remember he was wearing spandex shorts that some guys fight Bro, in. he still took his fucking shorts off and said his balls were hot. But Daniel Cormier fights in the same shorts. Mike that Tyson he looked took. in the ring, looked at the camera once and was like, I'll rape you, I'll fucking eat your children. People loved him for it. Oh, that's a bad that Yet if a girl right, takes exactly. her tits out, exactly. there it's is all that. of a sudden blasphemy. Well, and also, let me just say, like, so Amber, my opponent, yeah, by the way, we're talking about me a sport that is designed around the, like, like it's designed around as extreme, yeah, as extreme as we can make Violence it. Violence and ex and spectacle. And by the way, can we talk about maybe she was mad at you for fucking moving the fight date, so she pulled her tits out. Maybe she was a little frustrated. Like, what the fuck are we talking about? Tyson literally right. looked in the in the fucking camera once after a fight and was like, "I'll rape you. Right? I'll eat your babies. I'll fuck you in the ass till you love me, bitch." And right. everyone loved him for and it. Everybody Yet loved some him girl takes her praised. boobs out. Right. Yeah, and like even like what I was saying is Amber, my opponent, kisses me at weigh-ins. Yes, we got a ton of a ton of heat for that too. Of like, is that planned? Wow, th this is like a this is like a disrespect to the sport. You guys are just here to sexualize yourself. And I'm like, first of all, it was a kiss. Like, it, you're and, welcome. And she, it was like kind of a sabotage, and it was fun and playful, and it wasn't like the salacious. Did you know like, she was gonna uh, do that? She had kind of mentioned like, how, wait, let's how do, do how something do, crazy. How do people do that? How do they kiss? <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> like it, it, it's really not like. To me, it was like, what's the big deal? Was Kingpin like it started out with a kiss and then it ended like this? <laughs> no, I mean, if they really wanted you guys to like, if they really wanted to bring like like a level of like maturity, or I don't know. Well, at the end of the day, it to it. they should have had you guys walk out in not bikinis in full fight regalia. Like yeah. not like well, they don't have a choice on that. I mean, at the end of the day, no, saying, it if, is if marketing about... and it is, it is okay. This is what influencers do is they, and this is one of the, the, the most annoying things about influencers actually as well. It can be a double-edged sword is like figuring out how to go viral. And then in a lot of stops can get pulled out in order to get viral because viral attention, because it brings eyeballs, but it, ultimately it brings money, right? So this is like this age old debate of like how far is too far and what is actually like discrediting you and what is actually like a clown show at the, at the end of the day. But there's a fine line between like all the stints that Jake Paul pulls, all this, it's like, it brings eyeballs to the sport. It brings eyeballs to the event. It creates more money. So there's this kind of like debate on marketing on like how much is too much and what, at the end of the day, when I see hater comments on these, this post with Amber, like kissing me and like, kind of, kind of like surprising me with this crazy kiss. We should sue them. It, it's like, there's so much hate, but then there's also so many people that are like, What's the big fucking deal? Like, so McGregor threw a stool at a bus full of people, goes to jail. He's still like, I don't get that. It feels like a double standard. It feels like yeah. I'll give you. All right. So I'll play. Come on, devil. <laughs> what are hey. you going to do? Hey. <laughs> so again, so I, I was one of those people. I'll fully admit it. Chris was mad. He was straight up at pissed, pissed at the uh, after weigh-ins so when the, the Amber kissed, kissed me. He's that's like, because he's jealous. No, 
No, shut you never the give fuck me that up, kind of first time. <laughs> Neither one of you guys cut me off, and I'll give you my actual <laughs> fucking point. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I love when Chris Both gets Both of mad. you guys are like, blah, blah, blah. All right, all right, all right. All right sorry. So here's I love when he gets angry. No, I told her flat out it. because when I saw her backstage, I was like, what the fuck was that? Because she told me they were planning something, and I was like, now, first off, I'm giving you my perspective because I know how this industry works. I don't walk into the fitness industry and try to tell you how things work. I was like, you, if you plan that, you just diminish everything you did. All the training you did, because I've watched her train like a professional, right? Like two a day. Two, two yeah. to three days a, uh, a day. And all week long, I've watched her work her ass off. So I was like, that, if you plan that, just discredits everything you did. But because, why though? Because it's what people expect from influencer boxing. And I knew she was going to go out there and do great. And I was like, now it's just a fucking joke. And then it's just like a, uh, but at the yeah. end of the day, do people take us seriously anyways? And and that at the end of the day, goal. for me, it was like, why I why can't my performance speak for itself? I've always had this in my entire career. I have been either nailed to the cross or praised for the sexy stuff because I'm smart when it comes to marketing. I know what the fuck I'm doing and I know how to bring eyeballs to your business. So, mm -hmm. yeah, so, preach girl. Mm -hmm. Preach girl, hey. So what I'm saying is, I understand there's a method to the madness and sometimes you take heat for it and sometimes you're going to get nailed to the cross for it. And I think there's a fine line to where you can keep it still classy and professional. But I also th think if you're going out there, I mean, at the end of the day, like Amber and I both talked about how the whole thing was going to go, not even in exact specifics, but just like, let's just have fun with this because we're literally in the fucking loser bracket. First well, of all, we well, both lost. Well, what's Amber's goal of doing this? To sell OnlyFans subscriptions or to prove a point to herself? I mean, I think both. I still don't get how. She was probably just by curious. I still don't get how. <laughs> I, no, but I don't get how it's any different than, <laughs> than what. Give a legitimate example. So you guys actually said. Jake, first of all, you first guys, of all, you guys said stop Jake, coming at me. You guys said Jake Paul's stick. He hasn't done anything to like disrespect or disrespect the sport of boxing or doing. But how does a kiss at weigh-ins disrespect the sport? Well, Wait, hold on. Somebody you're supposed hold to on. Hold on. I'm not saying you how is How is Tyson? We can't be nice to each other and admiring you each other's nice mouths. <laughs> Dude, how, I've seen, tongue? there's been tons of weigh-ins where guys have kissed each other, head-butted each other. Name yeah. one. I'd rather have somebody kiss me than I don't fucking know their, shove me. Wide, I don't know their names. Didn't but, Weidman kiss someone? Is that the one? No. No, there's or, been a ton of shit. I mean, the fight, fighting game is like, it's uncivilized. At the end of the day, no, it's not only it that, is uncivilized. It's theatrical. When, so does it diminish the sport if Tyson Fury comes out in a tutu being carried by a bunch of guys? And then like him and Deontay in their press conferences leading up to that, it's a goddamn circus. Like they're... They're, they're talking to each other. Mm -hmm. They're fucking wearing outfits that are fucking befitting of like kids. They're, they're, they sound well, like assholes. I mean, well, part of it is like people wonder if you kiss like, oh, is it fake? Right. Because I don't like that shit Dude, because I've, I've grown up doing this and like put my life into it. So like one thinking it's fake pisses me off. Whenever people ask me if the ultimate fighter is fake, I'm like, dude, fuck you. Like, no, it's not. But they know how to match personalities. But, like, there's always people like, oh, that fight was rigged. That's thrown. This is the most real sport in the world. Like, you can't play. You can't play sports. fighting. And I just, more than that, I like how you said jealous, motherfucker. No, I don't, give a, shit. I, I, I don't give a shit about the kiss. I just felt <laughs> like Amber, 
Amber <laughs> didn't think she was going to win. And it diminished all of your hard work. I mean, it didn't diminish it, but it, it just you made people it be it like. It brought more eyeballs I, I to the disagree. fight. I disagree. And then I and then I killed the fight. I killed it. I crushed it. So yeah, what is wrong with that? I if guess it was just magazine. I took his boner up. And I think there's no, a somebody, level. So there's Jake, levels to it. Jake Paul. He's done so much dumb shit. That, like, like what? I mean, we we it got your hat. If we were in the studio. No, like just rigged. You know, they're rigged. These like these like f almost like forced press conferences where he, he acts like a douche, but uh, like give an example. But how is that any different than some girl showing her tits and these girls kissing? Why is it any different than I guess if you okay? So when we talked about Muhammad Ali, one of the biggest fights in the world, and you and I we were talking about one of your upcoming fights, and I was like, there are some things we should do to promote this. Yeah, uh, Muhammad Ali. You could argue that in that moment when he had a gun drawn on him that they did that on purpose and they did it because they knew that that, if, that, if it that was promoting pure hatred to fight each other. So you're like, they fucking hate each other. So, like, so hatred, so we can't so, love each but other. Hatred promotion is better than like two girls kissing promotion. Like what's the fucking, I mean, when's the last time? It was still a beat down. It wasn't like right. I fucking took it easy on her. That's the thing. It's I'm not, not like hating on you. I'm just, I was giving my perspective of like the no, cause you're eagle eye view of like, because I want people to take you serious because I know how hard you work. So I didn't. But the, want at the end that. of the day, Wait, here's, here's what really I've come fair. to accept is like, I work my fucking ass off, but I work my ass off in life. People discredit me all day, every day. And that's just how life is. They look at you and they're like, oh, she's just a pretty face. I'm going to get discredited regardless. Wait, hold on. Kamozi has a good point, though. He's because he cares about you. And he's, I think that's. Really, I appreciate. No, I it's completely real, no, it's very, appreciate. It's a very that. beautiful thing, like to say, like, no, I. Because I'll, I'll, yeah, I no, I'll validate what, what Chris is saying. Like watching you, okay, watching you go through this was really impressive. You didn't have to. Two a days, you've pushed yourself. You went and fought with experienced pros who punched you in the face. Like you really put a lot on the line. And I think, yeah. I think Chris's angle is like, I really love you and care about you. And that moment felt like it sort of diminished your, the work. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a fair, that's a I fair totally comment. agree. I totally that, understand where that is coming and from. And let's all go back to, you didn't Look know how that well we just did. That was no, amazing. I know. Family I, therapy. Yeah, that was good. And going back, <laughs> I never even finished. She didn't know that she was going to do that because I was like, did you guys plan that? Because it's not the kiss. It was just like, I'm like, man, like that. She knew she was going to lose. So how can she save her image? Go viral with this mm. dumbass clip. But if you're going to win, like your fight, your fight's gotten a fuckload of views. Like, I don't know. I just, I felt like she was trying to draw you down because like, what's her grasp at any kind of fucking notoriety to That's sell only fans and this shit. Well, if it wasn't planned, then Wendy didn't really have anything to do no, with it. I no, think, she didn't. I think at the and end the of the day. And the way you reacted, because I, like if it were me, I would have been like, <laughs> I would have either, I would either, I would have either hit that. Yeah, person. Chris has never no, been kissed actually, before, so it's gonna. I be adore, I adore her. So I, it wasn't like, uh, for me, it was sort of just like, I mean, she's in marketing. All of us are in marketing. That's the whole point. Is influencer boxing is. I you have, have more created followers an audience. You've and created, I never kissed any opponent. You've created I'll an kiss you right now, audience, though. and you know, it, actually, she was being smart. I think she was being smart. smart. For her. It was a smart marketing tactic and it didn't take anything away from, I mean, I honestly don't give a shit because I'm so used to being judged for everything, even though no matter how many accomplishments I make, if I 
use my body or model or do any of the OnlyFans stuff or any of it's people are going to try to discredit me. And that's just been my whole life. That's fine. And I've accepted that. So for me, well, it's also, you know why though, right? Why? Because you were born a fucking, you're like, you're both you're of born you. a 10. Yeah, you're born, you're like, look at you both. You're like gods. Yeah, why are you with people? Kimosi? People are, yeah. You think I just wake up like this? <laughs> I work really hard for No, we, we know that. So does but, he. But what I'm saying is like, people hate you because, or hate. Yeah. Because, hey, because hate look, us because they no, ain't us, Look baby. at you both. You're both, you're both <laughs> crushing your things. You're both incredibly attract. Like, yeah, of course people fucking, they're going to find any reason to tear right. you down. So I've accepted the fact that that's happening. And I, I've tried to go about in everything in business. It's like, I have a little bit of an element in all, everything that I do of like sex sells. Um, however, I have legitimate products that I'm bringing to the market. I am helping people legitimately sex sells is part of my marketing tactic, but it's just a tactic, mm. right? At the end of the day, it's bringing more eyeballs to what I'm doing. And so there's, there's a reason and there's a method for the madness. So people can say whatever they want and I can understand your perspective completely, but nobody it's at the end of the day, nobody's taking me seriously as a fighter, but they can watch my fight and say, Oh damn, she can fucking fight. I like that you said that, but yeah, it's not my perspective. I just was thinking like, you're the devil. Bird, bird's eye view. <laughs> no, bird's eye view. Because I know how this goes because I've also been the hater like over the years, like see that and I'm like, ah, oh, I hate this shit. Mm -hmm. Cause like mm -hmm. when she first started this and I remember I was kind of like, man, I kind of like hate influencer boxing. And then I started getting into it. And what got me into it was meeting some of them and seeing how hard they worked and mm -hmm. like trying to do it. Mm-hmm. So that I can respect. Like, yeah. I don't like, there's some overseas and Russia stuff and everything where it's like this 400 pound guy fights two women and stuff like that because it's, it's just making a mockery of like what I put my life into. Mm. And it's just for views, which is what YouTube, everything has become like half the famous YouTubers on that card. I could never watch their channel because it's just like dumb slapstick fucking mm -hmm. dumb comedy shit, that yeah. is literally dumbing down the world. Mm -hmm. So I like the intelligent stuff and I just didn't want to mm -hmm. see you brought down from your hard work. Like well, I didn't yeah. want to be diminished. No, that's really fair. I mean, Dubrow, no, it's totally you, fair. you have a 20 year career and grinding it out and fucking, and, and like, like, uh, I mean, I mean, really you're like, you're like one of those prototypical stories of like, there should be a book about it. you like the way you came up, the, the struggle. The, Ooh, what's you, you know, not autobiography name? Uh, the Tomahawk. Um, you, <laughs> who's in my mouth? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Somebody drank, wow, somebody, somebody drank my pee. <laughs> Lots of A novel about a journey. No, I mean, <laughs> no you, you went through the hard knocks and I, I get why, like I don't even, like when Jake Paul first came out, I was the first one to be like, this is fucking so dumb that this guy has this platform, but he got me on board kind of. Cause I was no, like, no, I know, like but I'm, I'm validating your point of like, you're this like iron forged in battle have taken fights on the outskirts of meth bars and weird places. Holiday no, ends. you've been to battle <laughs> so many times that, that there's a, yes, there's levels to this shit, right? Like, like it's not a game. No, it's not. Nobody's gotten their face broken yet. That's the thing. Yeah. When you start seeing shattered, like the influencers are getting better at this. Mm -hmm. the, influencer, the, are, the influencer boxing community is getting better and better. Like Kenny. Yeah. That he's kid, that kid solid, Kenny, they call him. I, sharp. I have a hard time saying his name. King Kenny. 
Ken um, King? King Kenny. Is self-proclaimed King Kenny? But did his parents name him that? <laughs> that's his like YouTube thing, or I don't even know what he does, but he's good. Yeah. <clears throat> did he have like he the buzzed good. head kind of dark? He was hair? the main event. His black, his uh, he was he was does fighting he the Brazilian guy. No, no he's super black dark. dude. Black dude. Yeah. You don't have to say super, super dark. talented. You say, <laughs> super <laughs> super. Yeah. Um, there are different shades. I mean, he's very tan. No, I'm I'm saying. <laughs> When the influencer boxing <laughs> level increases and people start getting like mm. really hurt. Mm. Yes. Knockouts, broken orbitals. Like it's not a game. No. Cuts, mm. your face ripped apart. Like, and they are getting better and better. I think we're going to see some of these like famous people coming to the stage soon that can do real damage. Mm. And then it's not a game anymore. So that's why I just don't like it to be made a game. Because mm. there's real life consequences to that. Con uh, concussions. But you're right. It's the like CT, the like head the trauma. influencer thing is is tough too because it's like they didn't have to go through what you went through, and and that's mm -hmm. sort of um, how do I say this? It's like um, like nowhere close. I mean, they make more money than most of the UFC. Fighters I know it's I nuts. Know. It's nuts, and they don't get yeah, and it, they haven't been through all the shit you guys have been through of like yeah. What's up, dude? What's up? Oh, what's up, man? I see you're still drinking soda. Here, try this. It's a fit soda. Wow, that's amazing. Fit soda has zero sugar, zero calories, packed with aminos for muscle recovery, electrolytes for hydration, and there's tons of great flavors. Stick with fit soda. It'll change your life in all the right ways. Yo, benefits <laughs> with bubbles. Yeah. Fit soda. Hey. No kissing. Hey, Whitney, do you mind if we do a new segment called The Uncomfort Zone, brought to you by Sheath? Oh, underwear. Yes. We actually don't care if you mind. You're here in the middle. Uncomfortable underwear. Uncomfortable questions. I have to go with it. All right. Who wants to go first? You want to go first? I'll go first. So, when were you born? 1986. 1986. And so, how? So, how old are you? Just say the number. 36. 36. You're not 36. 37. I am 36. Wait, you we, turned 37 this year? We do. Wait, You're are we, literally are we the 36 same age as me. You were 36, you <laughs> dumbass. <laughs> Sometimes I forget how old now. No, well, where are we? Oh, boy. What year is it? I thought oh I was in the scene. Oh, boy. He's like, quit lying. We're watching your fight, and it popped up your age, and it said 32, and I was like, I know, this but the bitch. first time, the no, that's not even my fault. The first time, they said 37, which I was extremely offended over. <laughs> to and be fair, I thought we were 37. In, in five and months. then the second time, they said 32, and I'm like, oh, so which is it? Like, but yes, I'm 36. You knew. 32? No. <laughs> <laughs> Did you write down 32? No. Oops, that I put to be a 30, 7, not a 1. <laughs> two and, two and a, 36 on both forms, and they fucked it up both times. A, not two, a 2 and a 7 looks similar. I mean, I got to say, you're aging like wine. Listen, like a fine wine, baby. You wine are. and whiskey. I'm 32, too. I just look horrible. <laughs> I'm 33. <laughs> <laughs> No, you're yeah. not. I am 33. Are you? Yeah. You're 33? 1989. Yeah. Wow. So Turn you turned 34 this year. Yes, I do. You're almost 40. Get your shit together. <laughs> Did you hear that exhale? <laughs> He's a... <laughs> My shit is together. Prove it. My shit is okay, together Okay, next uncomfortable question. Ball. All right. Uncomfortable questions for uncomfortable underwear. Okay. You left out the code, too. Use code IYPOD for 20% off. Real, yeah, dude, by the way, real quick, before you ask uncomfortable question number two, I was skeptical of these undies. I was like, dude. Were you? Yeah. I was like, fucking ball pouch with your uh, hole. It's like a process. It's like the glory hole that never stops giving. 
clip that. Uh, <laughs> I, dude, and then, so I throw him on the first day. Chris showed me he's got a great hog. <laughs> He does. His name's Steven. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> little Steve. No, so I don't, I like, I was like skeptical of this like separation thing. And I was like, this is weird. And then I've been wearing them the whole week since you've been gone. And I'm like, I, dude, I love the length. I love the material. I love how they feel. They almost can cross function as like a undershort for exercise. Like I've never had a pair huh. of underwear that are like that snug and feel that comfortable. And like my chafing is like, I don't have big balls. So it's not like a ball chafing issue. It's more like a thigh. Yeah. You I took testosterone. yeah that <laughs> doesn't have anything to do with the size <laughs> of your balls. <laughs> Dummy. Uh, no, I, so I love, I love these. I just love the material and the length and the, and the way that they fit to the leg and they are uh, extremely comfortable. I'm a huge fan now. Mm. I'm with you. No, they're great for like suits and stuff too. Super, they I was have, super skeptical. They have women's. They do here as well as well like what bras and oh the shirts undies the yeah. shirts are so soft that's made of the same material it's my favorite huh. shirt now the undies are super comfortable dude so part of this is we are gifting you some so you'll get to find out Ooh. only if you answer the yeah, question if you put your balls in it okay <laughs> i mean i don't have any balls but they sound fantastic yeah, yours won't have a ball pouch, but you yes, put your iPhone in there. <laughs> it's got a it's got a pee pouch. <laughs> All right, so it's my a poos turn? pouch. Yeah. <clears throat> hmm. I mean, I know the answer to a lot of these questions, but the other people don't. So let it rip. Mm. All right. <laughs> I feel like I need to take a big swig for yeah. this. So getting ready for boxing. Mm-hmm. Well, nobody would ever think of this. I didn't before my first fight until you get your gloves and they're taped on. The commission mm. signs them. You cannot take them off. No. And you have a baby bladder. I do. You pee more than anybody I've ever met in my life. Squirrel bladder. How does that work? Well, as you know, on my first fight, I literally had you pull my pants down, let me pee, pull my, wipe me, and then pull my pants back up because you can't, I mean, there's no, you can't do anything. They tape me so early, like the actual on. gloves on. Can't you wrap a bunch of paper towels around your glove? I was, no, I was literally like, you got to pull my fucking pants Easy. down and I got to pee and then you got to wipe me because there's no way I can do this by myself. And that's one of the reasons why I brought a female corner on this one. But luckily she didn't have to do that. Why do, like, why do girls wipe pee? Why? Because why drip dry if you're like, you know. I told her that. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? I was like, drip dry that shit. That's what underwear is for. Uh, well, women so have, actual, I don't know if you know they this. They have a different urethra. Women have bro. lips. They have a little more going on down there than then like just an opening of a circumcised penis. <laughs> <laughs> that should just be a clip of her staring at the camera going. <laughs> but they're both so, just holes. You know, but like, you you know, you gotta, you need to like. Do you ever not it. wipe it? I mean, if I'm camping, hmm. what about fighting then fighting? I'm like, <laughs> uh, honestly, like my fucking shorts are going to be on national television, international broadcast. So but your pee was clear probably. I mean, yeah, but like, do you need a wet spot there? It was like, I literally have to pee like every half an hour, hour. Like I've no, nah, that's, you generous. might have diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> It's like every 15 minutes. I hydrate very well. Okay. <laughs> so for me, I am always having to go. And it was literally like, uh, you've got to do this for me. That was, that was part of the deal. I was like, can you help? He was like, what? I'm like, don't act like you haven't seen this before. 
<laughs> Ew, what's that? <laughs> so I'm very squeamish. familiar. So squeamish. Do you have another one loaded up or no? Um, uncomfortable question. I've got one more. <sighs> Do girls really fart? Dude, I don't even know. What is a fart? <laughs> Thank you. It's, fart. A fr- it's a French word for like an omelet. It's like a um, sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a vegetable it omelet. Sounds delicious. Do you do you think influencer boxing is a joke? No, I actually don't. I think it depends on the influencer. I think it depends on how much work they put into it. But no, I think that it is exciting to see if a person that who is not a professional fighter, who has a lot of other things going on, can dedicate themselves. I think it's inspiring at the end of the day. Like, wow. But there's... Do you mean, do you mean it? I do. I mean... <laughs> I've done it and it's it's like wow you literally have to push yourself boxing is one of those things where you can't go play boxing this isn't like wrestling where we're going out there and we're faking it you're literally getting punched in the face and you're getting pummeled if you're not good so for me it's like I'm actually impressed by it but there are cringeworthy aspects to influencer boxing that I hate but are part of the game and um I have, I, a, I have another one. Me too. I got yeah. a good one. Oh, I was about to say, all right, last question. You get some free underwear from Sheath. Go ahead. Oh, I'm, yeah. Uncomfortable. If you can beat up any other influencer, who would it be? If you want to, mm. if, to fight one. And who they don't beat the shit out of. This and isn't they, a make a wish. It's uncomfortable conversation. <laughs> <laughs> and they don't have to be in the boxing scene. Yeah. If you Is like influencer, you just someone. Yeah. Who fun. do you fucking hate? Yeah. Who do you want to beat up? There's got to be someone when Chris is making like this gourmet is the most uncomfortable chicken question. tenders. You're like, this bitch. <laughs> Chris is making this famous dino like, nuggets. Yeah. You're like clapping at the fight. <laughs> fuck this bitch. Is there, is there anyone? I wish your ex wife was an influencer. I'd beat the shit out of her. Who? Wait, who? Oh. <laughs> Cut to commercial. <laughs> Who's Whose wife? His ex wife. Um, <laughs> that would be a. I mean, I would love that. I would knock that bitch out. It'd um, be so cathartic for all of us. <laughs> Wouldn't it? Oh my God. Um, Cathartic means. (laughs) (laughs) Explain it, Chris. Explain catharsis. Catharsis? I'm trying to think of like an influencer I hate. Like hate. No, you don't even have to hate him. Who would be fun to fight? I mean, most people. Yeah. I feel like most people would be fun to fight. Who's an influencer you would fight and then want to hook up with afterwards? Women only, because Be- I don't want to see Bella Chris. Porch. Women only. Um, I want to see Chris Hulk smash something. I don't know. There's some porn stars. Like, does Lana Rhodes fight? Kendra porn Lust? stars are influencers. Yes, they are. I'm pretty no, sure I'm all porn stars can scrap. Uh, yeah. I mean. Once they get those giant hoop earrings out, they're ready to go. Yeah. Hold my earrings. Hold my hoops. Okay. Is it true that end of first round, second fight, you came back and asked, are my eyebrows straight? <laughs> okay, this is what happened was. So <laughs> essentially, did. you know, and mind you, you're out there with no makeup on. You have no there's oh, sounds no like there's Fuck. nothing that you can that you can actually like use to look good except like your eyebrows. It's like the only thing you've got at that point. Or your form. And <laughs> The girl <laughs> or your natural curves. The, the, your, yeah, like, <laughs> the cut man kept like putting eyebrow or um, Vaseline like over my eyebrows, but she was, she was doing it like this way. So it was like 
pushing them up instead of like this way where I'm like, you know, if I were you, I'd be doing it this way. But she kept going, pushing it in the opposite way. So I felt like my eyebrows. (laughs) (laughs) Show us. Show us on the doll. I'm not going to, I'll show it on you, but it was literally like (laughs) pushing them up. You're welcome. So Chris comes over. He's, and at this point I was surprised at how well my endurance was. And I was feeling super with it and super like my first fight, I was exhausted between corners and I was like, what the fuck's going on? I was very like out of it. This fight, I was very like with it. My, I was breathing right. It was like, I wasn't worn out. And so, and she kept doing this to my eyebrows and I kept trying to straighten them because I was like, wait, stop. You're like ruining my eyebrows. And then, um, <laughs> first off, I didn't come over. It's the end of the yeah, round. You, you walk came, to the you corner. Could, you could put that no, valley lid on the he's, ground. He's too. over. Please he's make over. my eyebrows a button. I'm all, hold on. Like why? So, <laughs> so yeah. I was, I kept trying to straighten them myself and, and she, she kept saying like, you can't do that because you can't put Vaseline on your gloves, which I'm like, why not? I mean, it would actually make it easier. I peed on them. But she, I was like, fine, Chris, are my eyebrows straight? And he was like, what? I was like, sit down He's like, and what shut are you the even, fuck up. Shut the fuck up and just listen to what I'm saying right now. And I was like, but are my eyebrows straight? Like I just answer the questions first and then get to your fucking guidance. And he was like, was wow. it in the round one when she came back and she was like in the ring, like. I was like group moving groove and I was like, Hey, I kept being like this. I'm like, focus. <laughs> like, fuck that. I was feeling so good. It's surprisingly so good. I know. So, you know, when you not to get out of the segment here, but like cornering you learn as you go too, right? So I've learned because I've never seen anybody do that before, but there is like a groove. Like if a fighter is like feeling it, I shouldn't fuck with that groove. Be like, yeah, I should have been like clapping, like get it. Like, the better she feels, the better she performs. Yeah, I was feeling great. I was like, so, yes. So you're saying you should be like, like, no, let me fix your eyebrows. And you should have been just like, fucking. I should have been like, <laughs> in the moment. I should have been like, <laughs> dancing them, fixing them. You should have. No, I was, I was like, like loving and appreciating all your guidance during because I, I could actually understand it and interpret it. Whereas the first fight, I was literally like, what's going on? Oh my God, I'm literally surviving here. And But this fight, I was feeling it and then I was hearing you. But then when you were like, what? Who cares about your eyebrows? I was like, I do, I know. I was like, it's not a beauty contest. Sit like, down, shut the I fuck can't up. fight unless they're on fleek. Okay. <laughs> His favorite line is, "This is boxing now, not that hoe shit." <laughs> I have, I have said that. <laughs> this is boxing, not the hoe shit. Who gives a fuck what you look That's like? So I'm like, awesome. I do. I, told I, that I the care, first and most people do care what I look like. That's so. a shirt. You should sell that at <laughs> This is boxing, not that ho shit. This is boxing, not that ho shit. <laughs> yes, let's make That's it a shirt. That's so funny. Would you guys buy it? All right, last question while Miller's peeing. Um, hot seat here. All right, so. Uncomfy seat. Yeah, we're being a little bit more serious. So I know that you have battled with some domestic violence things in the past. Not with myself. Not you. Bullshit. Um, to make it clear. <laughs> so has boxing training helped you find more empowerment to that? Because I've always wondered that as far as like learning to defend yourself, learning like things about yourself more and more and just like your limits. Has that brought you some empowerment as a woman? Absolutely. I think like anybody that's been through, whether it's domestic violence or just trauma or abuse um i think you were made to feel very powerless and very dominated and and very like weak 
right? Somebody was trying to make you feel weak purposefully. And I think that the, like anybody that's been through trauma in general or been through a traumatic experience like that, like domestic violence, anything that's made you feel very powerless, it is very empowering to be able to go and learn how to use your own body without any other weapon or skill or anything outside of yourself, just yourself to learn how to protect yourself and to defend yourself and to hold your own and to stand up to somebody else, I think is so important and it's so cathartic. And I think that it's very valuable because you know, you, that was taken away from you at one point. And I think that if you can flip the script and know that like, I am capable and I am powerful, I am strong and learn the tools because it's really just a matter of technique. I mean, this is one of the reasons why I like, like I studied Wing Chun for a while and Wing Chun was a martial art where it was literally created by these tiny little nuns, these like Chinese nuns that that were kept getting their village kept getting attacked by these like men that were like raping and pillaging in the village. Right. So they learned the tools using their own body with their own strength and capabilities to learn how to defend against other people. And I don't think there's anything more empowering than that um, to, to figure out how you can hold your own just with yourself. You don't need a gun. You don't need a knife. You don't need anything else to protect yourself. So I always say like, if you can do anything in the world to empower yourself, try something in combat sports because it's literally you. It's, it's just you against somebody else. You're going head to head and there is nothing more empowering than knowing like I could hold my own in a situation like that. I love that. Gives you Did that come from a tough question. Yeah. So we can cut it there. Yeah, because she's wrong. Wing Chun is like a band from the 80s. <laughs> no, Wing Chun is a type of Kung Fu, bro. Everybody Wing Chun is like attacking hand defense, right? Uh, while you were gone, so yeah, you can cut it from there for the segment. But I just, I asked her the question mm. I told you about, mm. like, mm. good one. dealing with domestic violence in the past, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's a good one. Did you do like the water boy thing where you had your abuser's head on <laughs> the other person and this tee off on him? Definitely pictured that multiple times. We talk about that a lot on the show, though. I think every water boy, dude, it's no, such a good combat movie. sports. <laughs> okay. Sean and I were talking about him and his daughters the other day. I was like, you got to get him into like jits now. Like, it's for sure. That's why I love jujitsu. I think for like women. for women, jujitsu is amazing. And I want to get into jujitsu because at, at the end of the day, if you're getting attacked as a woman, everything's going to end up on the ground. They're going to try. And What's all those other things you said? Like, I know I can defend myself to a degree. I'm not a victim. Yeah. I, I can get I'm through capable. stuff. I'm you capable. You just want to feel that I'm... you're capable of like fighting somebody off of you. And cause can we be honest as men too? Like I would just like for one bump in the night for the girl to be like, I got this, bro. You know, like instead of us, like if there's a bump in the house in the middle yeah. of the night, it's always like the girls are like, go see what that is. I was just like the girl one time. To be like, Chris is like, I'm skilled. Yeah, I'd, be like, I'd, like, I'd like the girl to be like, I got this, bro. Go back to bed. And I'm like, go I, back to bed. I got it. You would like I'm, that. Uh, yeah. Can you bring back some water? No, but you really. 
You would like that? I would be like, shut the fuck up, go fix your eyebrows, no, really. and go check the door. Oh, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know. I no. didn't know. Is this the no joke zone? I didn't know yeah. we could not joke. Oh, I didn't. I thought it can't be funny. No, no, I thought humor was part of this. No, My bad. you really want to? You want to? I'm gonna go back to the bathroom and fuck myself, well, even and then as, I'll come even back to serious. Even as a strong town. man, you want to feel like the partner that you're with is capable of, like, say the a zombie. What if we get attacked by the 10 zombie people? apocalypse happens, or the war? There's suddenly a war uh, on the United States. Whatever, you you can have a partner who is capable of like standing up to the forces that be whatever the fuck that is and like doesn't shy away you want to feel like you're in a partnership you don't always want to feel like you're the only one towing all the fucking effort she gets it yeah my girlfriend <laughs> can kick it. my ass i can tell you that right now <laughs> you might want to shit no, and then joking. you just said your 28 pound girlfriend can kick your ass you might want to cut that out <laughs> is this not the joke zone I'll no fuck, fuck yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so we no. had uh where do you want to go next no i mean i want to go back to fight week and everything because we haven't even gotten into first fight to second fight because i know it but like the mentality change the so you know your first fight everything is literally like you we talked about this like you literally have no idea what's going on so the second fight you have no you idea to know, what to expect as far as like time to get taped up are you ready like people coming for you just like mental because it is like a the mental walk roller out coaster. the crowd you're like whoa like this is wild you don't want to let people down your coaches yeah. your, your partner people you don't and in some ways it's better because going into the second fight because you kind of know what to expect it's not all a surprise to you that's what i mean yeah. but and you can manage expectations but also there was an added element of like pressure of like I cannot lose this fight. I cannot lose again. I cannot embarrass myself. You know how painful it is to go out there and not perform the way that you want to and then have all the shit that gets kicked your way afterwards. So there's so, wait, so can we stop a, there? It's a double-edged sword. What did you what kind of shit what did you get um yeah. after the yeah, like wh Oh man. Get walk us through some like texts or bullshit you got after the first fight. I mean, after the first fight where it's like you like, lose. Like give us the meanest shit you got that you saw. Oh like. man, just like you should just just stick to selling pussy on OnlyFans. You're not a fighter. Wait, say that one more time. Stick to pussy. Stick, stick to pussy. Stick to selling pussy on OnlyFans. You're not a fighter, and you don't even do news. And I don't even do like pussy. Like, there's nothing about my pussy on the fucking OnlyFans. Um, uh, basically, like you, I'm like unsubscribe. <laughs> You're fired as a subscriber. Wow, <laughs> you can't even have access to this shit. Um, it's it, there and was where, a lot of the, like. Where do these messages come through? And do you like into your like Instagram account? Instagram, on Threads. the YouTube channel, on the Kingpin channels. You know, you look at the. I made the mistake of going through the comments on my fight on like the YouTube channel, on like Kingpin's post. The only, of course, the only clip that went viral from my fight was of me getting knocked down in the fourth round. Did you go through these comments in the and closet? And I, I, so I sort of like read through and I'm like, damn. So like it was you're dealing with a loss. You're already hard on yourself because you didn't perform the way you wanted to. And then you start the week after it was a good week of me being like, wow, I guess I really suck. Like, I guess I like really didn't like not perform and I'm not meant for this. I'm not cut out for this in any way. And mm. when, wait, through let's stop there. So there are <laughs> moments where you were like, 
I hated me. I, right when you said that, I remember the first week I ever got into sales, like outside sales. And I remember like just getting the shit kicked out of me. I went like, Oh, for four. And I remember literally being like depressed to the point of like, I'm just going to move home. I can't do sales. I'm fucked up. I'm broken. Did you have, did, did it get that dark for you at a moment? Oh yeah. But I mean, oh, here's the, here's the fucking multiple thing. times. It's just like, I guess I shouldn't have done this. Like, I guess I was kidding myself when I thought that I could do this. And, and there wasn't any point at all where you were like in the closet, probably in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly where I was. And you, and you, and you were like, yeah, but no, I did it. Because there's like times with Fitz Oda where I'm like, if I'm not even going to speak it, but if someone was like, it, it did, didn't never work the way we wanted it to, I'd be like, yeah, but at least I had the courage to go fucking do it. You never had moments as you're reading those comments of like, yeah, but at least I fucking did it. Yeah. No, I did. I did. And like, especially it's funny because like as, as soon as the fight ended Thanks, and I, and it was like, I lost and was like, whatever. I was like, wow, I actually feel great because I feel like I fought, I still fought my ass off. I didn't quit. I still overcame adversity. I still got back out there, whatever. Didn't I was, I was out, relentless. Yeah. Like I, I, most people would quit after Beast a knockdown mode. after you're like rock. I've never seen anyone in a fight walk forward that much. Like you, just I was pressed. just like, fuck it. Right. So for me, I felt proud of myself immediately after. And then it's, it's in the days after that you start to get all of the flack. And I think this is part of the influencer boxing thing where it's like, you're putting yourself out there on the world stage, even more than professional fighters are because you have a huge audience and so does everybody else. And so does your opponent. And they have loyal fans that are vicious. And so you're dealing with like hundreds of thousands of people being like, fuck you. You're a fucking useless slut. What was the, what was the darkest moment after the first loss? Well, hold on. Cause I'd like to rewind that because you're right. Like it does. And it, it's no different for professionals. Right. So if you take Kamaru Usman, you know, when Leon Edwards beat him, like people come out of the woodwork. So it, it happens. Bro. You told it, me about DMS you get where I'm like, what in the literal fuck? Even if I win, I get ones that are like, you should kill yourself. Yeah. And like all these things. It's, yeah, it, it never fails. I got one of those the other day about the company. Yeah, my LinkedIn I mean, DMs. Here's the wow. thing: is like, what's this? What's the saying? Like, it's not mine, but somebody said like, nobody's ever built a statue to for critics. critics. Roosevelt or no. critic? Yeah, because yeah, did you just make that up? That was me. That was so <laughs> smart. <It was> copyrighted. <laughs> uh, no, but it, that's it also is, the critic isn't the one who counts. It's the man in the arena. Yeah, man in the arena. It Go is ahead, hard to like when you're in the moment. It's hard to think that. But it is true because m most things I've ever shit on, I probably would never do. When I see people swim with sharks and they get bit, and I'm like, you're right, you fucking idiot. You like, deserve it. Yeah. And then, like, if it came down to me, I'd be like, nope. Yeah. Like, uh, a lot of the hate comments that I started getting, it, it was starting to really get to me. And then I was like, like how though? How? Because I was like, wow, maybe. How did it affect maybe day to day? I, for day to day, I was like, maybe I'm not as strong as I thought I was. Maybe I was like delusional to think that I could handle doing something like this. And like, wow, did maybe. Did it fuck up you guys at all? Did you fight? Was it no, like contentious no, at all? No, no, no. Chris was very sweet. And he, I mean, it, it really helps that been he's been through, through it. it. And he's been, it, he's done 50 professional fights. He's been f through the ringer when it comes to this stuff too. Um, we said this last time too, though. I think it was cool for you to go through that because all you've ever known is success. Not really though. Like I've had... I I've always had like a lot of hate on the internet. Okay, I should I should have repeat I should have said that a different way. Also, I wouldn't get mad. It's you fought a big titty goth girl with an extra chromosome. <laughs> You're fine. 
Wait, didn't you subscribe to her page? No, you can, can, can wait, I so, okay, so, Google so, that shit. So because just search leaks. No, I'm, I'm really interested in, in where you're going. Like, I'd love to know how you handled it because I know Chris has been through it. We go through it every day. Still at Fitzoto, we get yeah. hate mail and shit all the time. Yeah, someone called me an idiot stoner, and I don't even smoke weed. What was the What was the darkest moment? And do you do you remember why it felt dark, and then how you came out of it? I think it's a lot of it just comments about how, wow, like you, a lot of comments about how I looked horrible out there. And like the only thing, the value that I bring to the world is my looks mm. and that hurt and cut deep. And it was like a trigger for me in a way where it was like, that's sort of like a self-limiting belief that I've always tried to get out of. And then people were reaffirming it to me. Like, mm. wow, all you can bring to the world is like you, how you, you look. You send the haters a nutrition plan. Right. <laughs> That'd be so funny. Right. So like for me, it was like that fucking cut deep. Um, Do you think for a while after the first fight, it affected training or your day to day at all, or like it affected my um, it affected my confidence in the fact that I was like, man, am I just like not cut out for this? I'm just not like, but I also knew deep down, like I'm a better fighter than how I did that night. Like I was actually like doing really well in my fight camp and my mm. sparring and I was holding my own. And it, so it, it was sort of like this frustration of like, no, I just shit the bed like that night. Well, God forbid I'm you get really nervous good. at Wembley for your right. first fight ever. Exactly. Why would you do that? Exactly. So I kept trying to, to keep it in perspective. And then I kept, and then I had this sort of anger that kicked over that was like, fuck all these idiots that literally are the biggest pussies in their fucking mother's basements that literally have no balls. Why are you would, looking at me, Miller? They would never have the balls to do what I did. And unless like, they're in a sheath. And they would never, unless they had a sheath on. That's right. They would never have the Promo balls code. to like go out there. Like I really put myself out there and I risked myself where I didn't have to and I didn't mm. need to. I mm. didn't need the money. I didn't need it. I didn't need any of this shit. It, I did it for personal growth. So I kept, you know, and I, I through like therapy and stuff, like I had a therapist, a great therapist that I work with. She's like, she kept reinforcing my why. Like you did this for growth. You did this for your next evolution you, as a you, human. Mama, did you come to him? Cause like, Hey, I would tell everyone therapy is pretty cool. There's going to be girls too. Uh, did you, did you, <laughs> <laughs> we, we're going to have to end this podcast. And Matt, Matt's about to self-destruct <laughs> goblins out. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Gollum. <laughs> Are you, so did you, did you talk to him about it or when in the beginning were you afraid? Cause I know, and I don't, Chris, I'm not trying to demean you. You are one of the most, as much as you talk shit about like feelings and shit, you are one of the most patient, empathetic people I've ever met. You really are like, uh, it's, it's insane how empathetic you are sometimes and cool. And, and I think that's why people are drawn to you. Did, did you, did, were you ever afraid to come to him and be like, I feel like a fuck up or did you immediately come to him? Cause, cause I can see how you might not tell him because I, he is such a legend. And also, then you, is your, was therapist man or girl? Hmm? What? what? Is your therapist a man or a woman? A man or a woman. She's a woman. That's, I told you therapists can be girls. So hold on. So a man or a girl. Were you, were you afraid in the beginning to tell him? <laughs> hold how on. This is a good question. Like, no, I was, um, the way that I, I'm not very good with my emotions either. Like originally I have to sort it out before I share them with like 
a, a person who's not a hired professional who I'm paying. Cause I have like a weird thing about that where I don't like to burden the people in my life. Right. So unless I'm like paying you for your time. So I had to sort it out on my own first, but Chris kept, he could tell something was wrong and he could tell I was like sad and down and he kept kind of being like, are you good? Like, what's going on? Are you okay? I knew and, what it was. And of course he knew. Because he's been there. And I should have, I should have been able to tell, tell him immediately. Chris is one of the only friends I have who like, even when you thought the company was, he'd always just check in on me. Mm -hmm. He's so good at he's like. He's very empathetic and you very know, in tune. It's very caring and like in a very, it's, it's very Kim rare. Is one of my best friends now. Unless I don't like you, then you can fucking rot in hell. Yeah. yeah so <laughs> let's be clear. He is empathetic, but fuck you. He'll he's also you a up. Scorpio. He'll fucking kill you. So, okay, hold oh, on. So I hate really, Scorpios. So really oh my God. This is really interesting. So you, you in the beginning, <laughs> you Finish thought. Point, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, this is interesting. So you thought. And there's, there's probably a little bit of a guard up, you know, you, I have like my, I have a pride at the end of the day still, mm -hmm, even mm -hmm. though I can be my full self with him, it still takes me a second because I don't like to show a lot of weakness to people around me unless like I know what I'm dealing with. So I, I kind of had to sort it out myself first and a lot of journaling, a lot of self-reflection, a lot of therapy. And then I kind of, he always knew there was something off for a couple weeks. And I was like, this is how I'm feeling. And he always put my mind at ease because he's been through this a thousand times, mm. you know, like, so it, did you feel a weight lifted when you finally just told him like, dude, I feel fucking like, yeah. I feel fucked up. Yeah. I think like you never want to look like a weakling in front of your partner. Um, which is probably a misconception that I have from childhood or whatever. Yeah. Why, sounds why? toxic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's how it goes. But I, I think like, I didn't want to feel super weak in front of him, but he already knew, like mm. he already knew how I was feeling. Mm. It was a matter of like, and he didn't want to press me about it. He just knew that I was feeling some type of way and that I, he was there whenever I was ready to talk about it. So once I was ready to talk about it, we did. And he was extremely supportive. And he said all the right things that really did help snap me back. Um, but it did take my own processing. Like, again, at the end of the day, fighting and like he knows this more than anybody. Fighting is like it's a solo fucking journey you are out there yourself you're taking the licks yourself you're the one that's getting all the hate when you fail you're getting all the praise when you win and so like for me it was like i just had to go through the motions of like dealing with all of that so there's a lot of like shit behind that because if you think about it or not even if you think about it just because i know about it i've never had an opponent that's beat me after the fact come at me right it's always the outside people mm. you can buy a jersey for the team but you don't work for the fucking team you're not part of the team mm. so what you have to say has no i mean can it have an effect yes but does it have any relevance no right you're not part of the team because even in a team sport after we beat you like you and i both grew up playing team sports after we beat you we don't berate you more it was like beers and High it's the same in fighting. Like I'm friends with most of the guys I've fought like 99% of them were cool or we talk or whatever. We could hang out and have drinks. The fans are the ones that are like, they try to jump on the bandwagon. They, they think that the shit talk goes further 
and they're all fucking idiots, right? Like I'll flat out say that because none of them would ever put themselves on the line. And when you talk about social media and like fake profiles and this and that, or people from your past that jump in mm-hmm. would never, ever, ever do it. Mm-hmm. No. You know? Mm-hmm. And then, or even like, even if you call them out, we had a guy send us this horrible message the other day. And I was like, I was like, I will buy you a plane. I wasn't being covered. Like I'm going to fight you. I was like, I will buy you a plane ticket. I'll fly you to Denver. You can sit in our conference room. You can see what we have going on. And it was an immediate like, Oh, well, no, I'm not saying that. <laughs> I mean, even on top of that. Right. So I had a, a guy from BKFC, I would even shout his name out if I knew. He was a heavyweight, different weight class for me, talking all kinds of shit. We went back and forth for a while. Get an ambulance. And I said, look, here's the deal, because he'd never even won a fucking fight. Never won. I was like, here's the deal. You don't deserve to fight me in the ring on TV. I will DM you my address. I'll give you my house address. I'll come outside, and I'll- Did he respond? I will whoop. Let me finish. I was like, I will whoop your ass on my block. No cameras, nothing. 100%, I promise you, I will come outside. If you don't show up, shut the fuck up and never talk to me again. Never talk to me again. Yeah, <laughs> Most people aren't about it. No, Wait. because I would. I mean, I'm dead serious. I sent him my address. That's awesome. I was like, if you come, let me know. I'll come out there and you be You sent us ass. our address? Or you sent him No, no, no. This was I didn't like years ago. I didn't, I didn't Mama, this was years ago. Uh, no, so this is like, like last two month. Two months ago. <laughs> I have a really deep question that I don't know if I'm allowed to ask. It feels really personal to this group. And uh, ask it. So we went through a traumatic experience together. Mm-hmm. All of us. Really traumatic. Um, and it was really traumatic for you. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like right after that, there was the same sort of guarding of yourself because you were sad. Mm. <coughs> that felt nerve wracking to ask. We already did the uncomfortable questions. No, no. So no, no, can, no, I, no, tell, no, can no. I tell the story? Yeah. So we went out for my 40th birthday. Hold on. Do you need a minute? No, no, no. I'm good. Yeah. Was that too much? No, no. We can cut. No. So we go out for my 40th birthday and we still haven't all really talked about it ever. But it's, I'm curious about the guarding of self. Cause like, I don't ever feel like we even all got together and like dealt with it together. We never did. Like we've just like, so we go out for my 40th birthday. Uh, we get snowmobiles. Somebody, you good? Yeah. Are you sure? We don't have to talk about this. Yes. We're fine. Yeah. We can cut. We can cut this whole part out. No, if you, it's all, all right. good. You sure? Yes. I promise. I think it's beautiful. <laughs> no, I feel weird. Not being a funny person, but <laughs> no, I feel weird. I think no, this, Chris is just I think being this productive. is a really beautiful. I'm moment. I'm sorry, I didn't. Mean, I didn't mean to make it funny. No, you're no, not. No, no, I was just checking. Keep to make going. Keep super going. Super uncomfortable. I really no, didn't. No, start at the beginning. So my 40th birthday. The irony of this is that I'm not. I'm not a big birthday person. I'm really not. And it was like number. 40. Well, it was your big 40. Yeah, and so we get this condo up in the mountains, and um, it was supposed to be just a few of us. Turned into being like 10 of us. We get snowmobiles. We go out on a Saturday. Um, and one of your best friends came and Gina, who most of you have seen or know, who's part of the company, they got in an accident and one of Whitney's best friends died. And it was like. It was on snowmobiles and it was a snowmobiling accident. They crashed into a tree and she was supposed to turn. She went straight. It was a horrible accident. Yeah, it was a freak accident. Yeah. Literally a freak accident. They hit the only tree in like three miles. It was nuts. And it was a really crazy day for all of us. 
And do you think, do you think, do you think we all, after it happened, put up that guard of like, we were afraid to talk to each other, even in a way, like I've never reconciled that. Like, it feels like we dealt with it in the moment and there was a lot of tears and emotion. And, and then we just like, never, I think like, tra it. trauma does like weird things to the brain. And I think that all of us, cause we all process it for a second afterwards. And then we went our separate ways for like a while. All of us. Yeah. Yeah. It almost like divided us. It in a did way. divide us in a way because I think that was everybody's trauma response. Um, because I remember being really sad about it too. Like I remember thinking like, I really want to see my best friends. I really miss Whitney and Chris. I really like, was it like avoidance. Uh, maybe, um, maybe I think so. Maybe. I think avoidance, but everybody was dealing with their own Sorry, overwhelm. Oh, okay. They were all dealing with their own overwhelm in their own way. Like we all experienced that day in a very intense way. Like Gina was literally on the snowmobile with my best friend. I lost my best friend. I watched her die in front of me. Chris tried to bring her back to life with CPR. Miller was watching the entire thing unfold. Everybody's crumbling. It was, he was his birthday. It was everybody experienced their own burden of that situation. That was like a lot to handle. And I think that like your trauma response, everybody's trauma mm. response is different. Mm. Everybody's trauma response is either like, we're going to run towards each other or we're going to run away from each other and sort of self-destruct. And I think we all sort of, did that agree yeah in a way because i think that's sort of all of our personalities um and so but but we eventually healed and came back together and mm. and that's just like trauma's an animal like you ne never know how it's going to hit you until it fucking hits you and you have to sort it out in your own way and you know that sounds natural though because like a cut splits stuff but after a while it comes back together like i think you guys needed to go away before you can come back together and fully heal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was strange. Um, I mean, um, it was really strange. Cause it was like no hard feelings towards each other. Yeah. There was no like guilt or like bad feelings or no. anything. It was just, just an like, accident. Everybody it was, had it to, was like, just deal like your own, own, uh, your own trauma response, which like, is kind of like, if we round it back into your first fight, my fault. No, I mean, like I'm saying, huh. if we round it back into your first fight, like, how you were saying you didn't really talk to me about it for a bit. Like you had yeah, to thank deal you with it on your own. I had a trauma response. I had to go on my own little like. Fighting is trauma. Yeah. Mm. Fucking trauma, bro. I've been, trauma. Dude, I've had my face bashed in. I've been cut like through my eyes, everything. And don't you and guys like, think it's wild? Sorry. You're right. Because people get, are like, are you good? And you're like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, then I they just go on with man. their life and you're fucked up. You're not only physically fucked up, but figuratively fucked up. Yeah. Your ego, and then your you're emotions. like, I don't know how to talk to anyone about no. this. Like, I feel like a fucking because you don't want to feel like a bitch at the end of the day. Like, you don't want to. <laughs> that should be a button right there. <laughs> I feel like a bitch. <laughs> you but, why, don't. but why do we all have such an issue with that? Because it's like, isn't it like one of the toughest things to do to come to your friends, your best friends? Like, like I, I trust you two with. I could come to you with anything, but when you don't know what to say or how to explain it, yeah, she says your personality. All you guys' personalities. Yes. Because you guys but, are but, all but hard. All avoidant. Uh, like You're all very hard. strong people. Wait, is it you a, don't want Is it the, avoidance the or I'm trying to protect other. you from the way that I, I, like for me, it's more, I've always been a sheepdog my whole life. It's always about like protecting the herd. It's always about like, 
even when times were tough at the company, when it, things were really rough, it was always about protecting the way you guys felt. It was always like, I'm going to protect my children. I'm going to, I'm not going to tell them the whole truth because what's the use of me dumping all this on him or him when they can't do anything about it. And it, mm-hmm. you but know what I mean? It that's was like the like sheepdog in you, though. No, the I know. Sheep doesn't just, go. Sheepdog doesn't go hang out with the sheep on its off time. But like, it, hey, felt, you guys it cool? felt like, like a, it felt like a job's done. It felt like protection. It felt like um, I'm not keeping it from you. I'm just protecting you from it because I love you, and I don't. I don't need you to carry this. I think sometimes you just don't have to say either. Like she knows when I'm bothered or something's on my mind or whatever, I get quiet, and that's because I work it out in my head and mm-hmm. like. Before mm-hmm. you know what to say, because you don't always know. Like, like she was saying before, like after the first fight, like tons of things going through, and like you need. You kind of don't even know how to explain it to another person or verbalize it. This is one of the reasons why I use writing so much. Is he always knows if I'm in a fucked up place? I'm like, let me just. I need to write for a while. Going to brunch with my journal. Okay. Literally, like I will go cook? and like stream of consciousness journal, and then I'll come out and be like. Here are my concise thoughts. Because if you're a wreck and you're literally an emotional, frazzled wreck, you do not want to vent to another person because you sound insane. Well, it's like right? a sales pitch, right? You have to have it together. Otherwise, nobody you have understands. To have it together. Nobody understands what the fuck you're saying unless you have it. But why do we have to have it together? Why can't the pitch be like, I'm fucked up. I'm going to dump this on you and I just need you to help me piece it together. Which I know I could do that as well, but I have, I have a lot of pride to where I'm like, let me just get this down into like, so that my throat chakra will allow me to explain this to you. Because right now, if it's a discombobulated mess, I can't just like let that all come out. I know. I'm like, let me massage that throat chakra. (laughs) So he means serious. he means with his hands and lovingly with like oil. button Maddie button Maddie. <laughs> he doesn't he doesn't mean the way you're yeah. thinking about it. Uh, no, I meant like this. Yeah, <laughs> nicely like like a nice massage. <laughs> like a nice massage. Uh, yeah. It, no, because I think this all goes back to the, how lonely we felt after that accident, and then how lonely you feel after a fight, and how. Yeah. I guess I'm questioning like, does it have to be that way? Like like especially as you become closer and closer, like, does it have to be so, can are we I not, are we not past this point of just being like, dude, I'm fucked up right now. And I just need you to shut the fuck up and listen. I just, I even if you acknowledge I want to cry kind of, but I don't know what to do. I don't even know what to say. I just need you to like, I want to chime in on this after. Go ahead. Well, well, what I was saying is like, we kind of had that conversation after the accident at the cabin of like, wow, we're all really fucked up. I don't even know what to do or say or whatever but we still had to go on our own personal journey. I don't know Mm. that that will save you from having like the only way out is through. You're Mm. literally in like a fucking tunnel. The obstacle is the way, but it's easier with (laughs) teammates. It's not. I, I recharge like isolated and alone. Like he knows more than anybody. If I've had a really bad day, he's like, okay, you need some like alone time. I'm like, yes. I'm like kicking the door. I'm literally like, please Babe, let me let I me go snuggles. like sit in the fucking closet by myself in the bathroom, like my closet. And real just real talk, be- real, real talk. I sat in my closet this morning. I've told you this. We're similar yeah. that way. I sat in my closet this morning by myself. Because it's nice. the best medicine ever. For an hour. You have to have like that alone recharge time. I do. Some people like need people around. I personally need to be like 
alone and like figure it out on my own and then I can be around other people. Mm. But Miller was picking out an outfit. He wasn't And I fell asleep. <laughs> no. He's like, does this go? Uh, uh, we have a podcast today. I uh, passed out. Black on black. <laughs> Do you know, can I can I say this? Like You're round, right. it is black on black, always. Not just like rounding everything to fighting, but kind of rounding it back. Do you know after a loss, the hardest thing for me to do is to walk back in the gym? Mm. Right. I swear to God on everything. Like I can face like going out in public, seeing the neighbors, everybody else walking back Mm. into the gym has literally always been the worst thing for me after a loss. Yes. Because I don't want to hear. So to your point earlier about like my emotions and everything, I'm not good with emotions. I don't like fake sympathy Mm. and I don't like fake encouragement and everything. And like, and I'm not shitting on the people I train with because this isn't just the gym I'm at now at Genesis. Like it's every gym walking back in to like see my training partners and stuff. Mm. I don't want any of them to be like, man, like you look great. It was just like, you know, wasn't your night or like everybody feels like they have to say something. See, and I don't, I hate that. I feel like I'm maybe it's different because I'm like the influencer boxer. Who's not normally like, I'm not a professional fighter, but like when I, it was harder for me to face, like after I came back after the loss and, and so many people watched that fucking fight that I didn't even realize. Like random people in our building would like had watched the fight. For me, it was like, I walked back into the building and so many people were like, Hey, Oh, how was your, are you okay? And then it was literally like, Oh, so mortifying. And then when I walked back into the gym though, everybody at the gym was like, you are a warrior. You handled that shit like a fucking pro. No matter what anybody says, like you handle the most high pressure situation. Everybody at the gym was so nice about it. And and ha- I felt like this sense of camaraderie because everybody there has been through a loss in one way or another. And they had put themselves out there in one way or another. But at, at my normal life, family, friends, people in the building were like, that was probably embarrassing for you, wasn't it? Like, that's the energy that I was getting. It's hard because the gym's the only place people can relate. They can relate. I know. Like, that's how I felt. I was like, wow, these people actually understand and they are giving me props because they've fucking been through this humiliation. And these other people are just like, ooh, are you okay? That's probably embarrassing for you. That's how it felt. That gargoyle punched you. No, you're right. Yeah. Uh, like that, you got beat up by a fucking goth bitch. Wow. Like that's exactly how I felt. Maddie, you're right. Actually, like the people that can relate, I think that that's why I have the hardest time with it. Cause you don't want to do that. You're like, I'm not in the mood to relate to you right now. So a lot mm-hmm. of times when guys lose from the gym, because I found myself being that same person being like, Hey man, don't worry about it. Blah, blah, blah. Now I walk up to him. It feels patronizing. Like I'll, feel I'll be training. Suck, <laughs> I'll be training and somebody who walks in that just lost. I'll walk over like fist bump him, be like, fuck it. Onto the next one or something like, yeah, is yeah. that I, the I don't, best route is not. Um, yeah, Cause what addressing do you say? It. Just go into the next thing. I What's mean, the best thing to say to a, like uh, somebody who's lost a fight. Cause fucking, I don't think anybody said that to me. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I guess uh, I could tell you the same. I should have told you this. What I tell a lot of the young guys is I'm like, don't worry about it, dude. I've lost more fights than you've even fucking had. Like you something told me that like before, it's yeah. like self criticism yeah. and like like you 
throw yourself it just the makes bus, them feel like relatable. they understand and then when they're like and i'm not tooting my own horn but like i'm talking younger guys in the gym that like haven't gotten to as far as i have so i feel like if they hear that they're like oh really yes or it makes I'm like, you feel at ease yeah what kabozi says i'm sorry to interrupt you but no, that's super smart it's not that you want to relate on emotion, but that's emotional intelligence saying self-deprecation. Yes. You don't want to make like, Oh, give them some, um, fluff. You go, I've been there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Let's, let's keep, let's keep doing this. Forget about it. Let's keep doing it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I usually tell people, I'm like now, like if it's a mature fighter, who's like up there, I'm like, who gives a fuck On to the next one? Who's next? Like, mm -hmm. I don't say like, sorry, because and not everybody's like me, but I hate the, like, I hate the, like, pity. Pity. The, like. The pity. I don't want your that pity. That was the worst, the worst, the worst thing about the, the, after that fight. I felt like people were like, oh, I saw your fight. And it was this look of pity. The pity was the hardest pill to swallow of, like, fuck you. That's why I tried to give you none and just be like. The, it oh, was yeah. literally, that was the most painful thing of just, like. Oh, well, I think you like really like, oh, I feel bad for you. People's effort to be pitiful. is and, such and they, a disrespect. And they don't actually. mean it. And they no, don't mean it. They're trying to be sweet and sympathetic, but it's literally the most painful thing. Yeah. It's like, I would rather people, <laughs> it's a fine fucking line. Cause no, I don't, I don't want you to critique. You're on either. something though right now. Like, yeah. I mean, literally if, if you don't train and you, you're not there with me, Give me zero critique. Unless zero you're, critique uh, is zero pity. Or, and I mean, okay, if you don't train with me, if you're a respected person in the sport, a knowledgeable person, and you want to give me, like, respectable critique, I will listen. But if you're, like, the random guy I see at the bar that's like, you know you know what you should have done? Give your hands down. You're fucking. As soon as I hear that, I'm like, I want to knock your teeth out. Yeah. You're but, lucky I have enough control to not. I had a few people be like, "Why? Why'd you lead? You gotta just protect the face." And they don't why'd even you know what the fuck they're face? talking I'm about. I'm like, you've never even fucking fought. You've never even trained. You've, you've never, never, been, had you've never a even spar. been in an argument. So kill yourself. Yeah, and I don't care. I don't care if you were a <laughs> black belt out. in taekwondo when you're 12, and or if you're a black belt in fucking anything, Wang Chun. It doesn't matter to me. <laughs> Because that also bothers me and people that it's come hard because it's a double-edged sword, right? I mean, people want to, they're trying to just help. They're trying to be helpful. They are trying to be helpful. But the random people that are like, you know, when I was 12, I was a fourth degree black belt in fucking Taekwondo. And I'm like, well, sick. Like I'd fuck every 12 year old well, up, you know, bring <laughs> them all win for sure. Like otherwise shut the fuck up and get out of my face. Work. Like, yeah, it, well, uh, it's, it's, uh, as shitty as it is, the golden rule is real. Like you want to say less, get treated like you want to. You, if you say, That's talk about the say last less. fight, you're living in the past, but you say, Hey, yo, let's get them next time. That's some optimism. Like just a shred of like silver lining in the cloud. That's why I tell every guy, I'm like, fuck it on to the next one. Yeah. yeah. Forget about it. Fuck it. Also, you want to hear that when you're in a fight, like, Oh, let's go to the next one. Yeah. Have I, have I ever said anything stupid to you after a fight? No, I don't think so. It's always, He's it's like, always, where's the snacks? No, it's always, mm -hmm. and I mean, here you go. If you're watching this podcast, which I doubt you are, if you're not a fight fan or whatever. That's not optimism, dude. No, I just mean like, <laughs> if you see somebody, you know, they're a fighter and everything, say less, right? Mm -hmm. Walk up, be like, or owning a business. Fuck or, it, you know? 
it happens. I don't need the like, here's what I thought. Here's what you could have done. I'm so sorry. That's the past. The pity is the what? pity is the most painful part because you just, just don't like, want to feel. You don't want to feel like people pity you. Any fighter is like that's the worst nightmare for them. So if you could just if you could just say, hey, I saw your fight, fucking warrior. Kill it on the next one. That's literally all you need to say. And if you don't know what to say, because you don't, don't, don't say, say shit. I, I have a lot of Boom. friends that are like, you know, we could be, work on the next time. Is this, this, this? Is, I'm like, thank you. I bro. think that's what I, I texted you after your first one. I was like, you look like a fucking. I texted you that. I was like, she looked like a fucking warrior. What a tough motherfucker. Hmm. Yeah, or if you yeah. say get it on the next one, like. If instead you're gonna of, say instead something, of Miller saying, hey, this is what you need to work on. Here, let me give me five things that you could work on for the next camp. Thanks, dude. Like, you're not my fucking coach. Like, fuck off. We've talked about this since she's gotten in it. Yeah. If you, again, if you don't know what to say, say nothing or just ultra positive because well, any critique, I don't give a fuck what you have to say. If you're not part of this and have zero idea, your critique, I don't give a fuck. Like, it's like me seeing Peyton Manning one day and being like, you know, I watch a lot of football. You know what I think is that... Uh, On that fourth down, you should have... Uh, Let yeah, me I, guide uh, you. I texted Whitney. I was like, you had too much weight on your front foot <laughs> and your backhand was uh, a, little, a little skewed. It was yeah. not... <laughs> it's just like... Either, oh, thanks, Maddie. I know. I will fucking implement all of your advice. And How this, about implementing putting the mic towards your face? <laughs> can, can you do that? And there this, we go. Yeah. This goes to everybody, like, hard times. Like, if you don't know what to say, say nothing. A lot of times, to me, like... Great point. This loss, is a lesson for all people you know going through a struggle. Are, At a loss, hard a times, whatever, if I, if I don't know about your industry, your business, whatever, I will say nothing or ultra-positive things about you. Mm. Mm -hmm. Even, if, like, so if I walked up to Miller and, like, business was tanking with Fitzoda or whatever, I wouldn't talk about, like, business You should have made blueberry, bro. I'd be like... Hey, you know what? Like, you're a real go-getter. You're a super positive person. I know that this is going to work out for you. No problem. Or I would just say, you know, fuck it. I'm sure you'll figure it out. Like, you know the irony off. of that, too, bro, is like, I think why I was, like, saying it's too bad we don't come to each other more often because I feel like sometimes we feel like we're alone. Sometimes you can't go to your best friends because they have no idea what the fuck you're talking but, but about. But that's all you, you want don't from want them to is to burden go, hey, them either. So you either want this from your best friend and be like, "No, you're fucked up right now. Like, get out of bed and get your shit together." Like, okay, so I'll, Sharon recently pulled me out of a thing because he wouldn't let me fucking wallow. He was like, "Dude, he did it delicately and like he didn't force it down my fucking throat." But he was like, "Yo, we need to do these things." So you need that from your best friends. You need, you need a place to talk and be like comfortable talking. And then the second thing I think you need is some real friends to like pull you up and challenge you and be like, no dude, you're better than this. We're better than this. You're going to be all right. Mm -hmm. You're tough. Like, you know what I mean? And I, I think the question I was asking about my birthday was more like, how come sometimes we don't lean more into each other? Mm -hmm. Well, that's why is because a lot of times the friends don't know what to say. Right. So if you're going through a hard time, there's times where as a friend, I should be like, stop being a bitch. <laughs> Fucking get it together. Like if I don't know anything about your business or whatever. Miller. That's not the end of the world. You're still alive. You're good. So get the fuck up. Get your shit done. This is the perfect thing about you've been talking to me about conversations. And we don't have enough of them. People call but, them uncomfortable. They yeah, don't need to be that, uncomfortable. That. No, they don't. Like there doesn't always need to be a conversation though either. <laughs> No, you're right. 
You're right. Sometimes I just need you in the room to just put your arm around me and be like, I don't even need you to say anything. I just need to know you're there and be like, all right. I'm going to do that every time Miller Rass or something. I'm just going to like side hug. I'm like, come on. Arm around. Listen, slight brag. I've only lost one fight since Whitney and I have been together. Hey, that pussy's lucky charm. I feel like I call it lucky charm. 10%. No, I'm just saying like in that one time though, I remember thinking like, I don't need you to say anything, do anything. Mm-hmm. Let's just be cool. Make our house peaceful. Mm-hmm. Let's watch a movie, hang out, act like nothing happened. Act like nothing happened for me is one of the best things. But mm-hmm. that's act. No, I mean, just no, treat but, it like nothing happened. You yeah. don't have to act. No, but that's what he needs. You know what I mean? Like, that's it. I don't like pity. I don't like fucking I'm sorry's. But that's what I was talking about, like how you put out in the gym, like, hey, on the I next don't put one. out in the gym, Maddie. The put out only in the bedroom. <laughs> Chris doesn't put out, dude. The guy's a prude. That's a show, guys. What a what a roller coaster of a show. Uh, so much value. Uh, very personal. But uh, just a thank you to our sponsors again. Matt made fun of me at the break, the first break. It is my company, but we are a sponsor. Brought to you by Fitzetta. You know, we worked with. <laughs> Brought to you by Fitzsoda. Hey, uh, we're launching in Kroger this month. So oh, go, uh, if you're in the local Colorado no area, no go kizzy. to Kroger, support Fitzsoda. And also thank you to our sponsor, Sheath. You guys are amazing. You make the best underwear in the game. So no uh, Fitzsoda Sheath, no it's a kizzy. match made in heaven. Oh. Uh, but that that is involuntary yoga. That's a show. What an incredible show. Like and subscribe. Uh, if you're on SoundCloud or iTunes, give us a review. Uh, any reviews in the next month, we will send you a case of fit soda, whether it's good or bad. Be honest. Let it rip. We talked about relationships the whole podcast. Just tell us how you feel. No Leave a review. Like and subscribe. That's a show. Maddie's about to go goblin. No kizzy. Uh, brush your hair. No kizzy. Get an ambulance. No kizzy. And again, thank you to our sponsors, Fit Soda and Sheath, an the ambulance. most comfortable underwear I've ever put on. Get an ambulance. Your junk deserves more. I read a book on this recently. Maddie's having a blast getting to hit all the buttons. Maddie, show him all the buttons. I saw I read a book on this. This is Maddie's greatest joy is hitting buttons. And Chris won't let him do it. You know? It's a struggle. It's a struggle. That's a show. Voluntary Yoga, Fit Soda, Sheath, and we're done.